Welcome to the Ask the Experts podcast. Here's Karen Bhatia. And thank you so much for joining me today. I will be speaking with King Callum Walsh. Eight no seven knockouts, only 22 years old. He's going to be headlining at the theater at Madison Square Garden on November 9th. That is the first boxing match from Madison Square Garden on UFC Fight Pass. And the reason that is significant, two days later, November 11th, is the massive card from Madison Square Garden on UFC, of course, the John Jones fight. So this is a big opportunity for Callum Walsh. And then I'll be speaking to Tony Page. We heard him for years, overnights on WFAN, a boxing historian. We're going to talk about Canelo Charlo. We're going to talk about the state of the heavyweight division and some New York sports. What is Tony Page's idea for the New York Jets? How, how does he plan to fix that team? We're going to get into that. But first up, it's Callum Walsh. Callum has a really interesting backstory. We mentioned representing Ireland. He met his idol, Conor McGregor. I asked him about that. Callum also showed up at the legendary wildcard gym. He went up to Freddie Roach unannounced and said, hey, will you train me? So we're going to hear that story as well. So without further ado, here is my conversation with Callum Walsh. I'm Karabatia here in uh, Midtown Manhattan here with Callum Walsh. Callum, how are you doing, my friends? Yeah, I'm doing good. I'm uh, a bit wet from the walk here, but uh, other than that, I'm doing fine. We know that you are going to be fighting in Madison Square Garden. It's the first boxing match on UFC Fight Pass. It's two days before a massive UFC event. So you're only 22 years old. What does this opportunity mean? I'm very grateful for this opportunity. But I, I felt this my whole life. You know, I've been boxing since I was six years old. I, I always felt like I was I was destined for for greatness. You know, even that's why I didn't do well in school. I didn't I didn't care about that stuff. You know, I felt like I was here to do big things in in this sport. And uh, I'm very grateful to be able to do this at, at such a young age. We've seen the photo that you've been posting as a six-year-old. You've you've lived this, and you are from Ireland, of course. Obviously, one of your inspirations is Conor McGregor. You met Conor McGregor, cage side at a fight. He actually knew who you were. So, what what was that experience like? Yeah, no, I was probably one of the craziest things that ever happened to me. You know, I, I was expecting when I seen him. You know, I knew we were going to be sitting close to each other, so I was expecting to when I when I seen him go up and introduce myself and and whatever, but. So he walked in and everybody was calling him and he looked and he kind of looked back and see me and he, he saluted me, you know, and I was like, I was thinking, and there was all these NFL players and stuff next to me and they were like, oh, do you, do you know him? So then I went around the front and uh, I, I, I went up to him and asked him for a picture and he was like, oh, Callum, I love your boxing, you know, I support you 100%, like up the Irish and, and we talked for a minute and it was, it was, uh, it was definitely a cool experience. I'm sure it was amazing to meet one of your, your combat sports idols. I wanted to talk to you a little bit about your perseverance and your story. You you showed up at the wildcard gym with, of course, Hall of Fame trainer Freddie Roach, one of the best trainers in the game. And there was no shortcuts for you. You walked in just like anyone else could, and you went up to Freddie and, and asked him to train you. How did it go down, and, and how did Freddie decide to train you? Yeah, so I, sh- I showed up there uh, during COVID. You know, there, was, there wasn't much happening in there. There wasn't many fighters. So Freddie wasn't taking in new fighters. So... I showed up, I took my chances, and uh, he told me I have to spar my first day. First day I got there, I, I sparred, and uh, he liked what he seen, and he told me I could come back the next day, and uh, I've been there ever since. You've been there ever since. You've been, you're undefeated, 8-0, 7 knockouts. You're six-time champion in Ireland. Now you're looking to make your name here. You're, you're going to be doing so in, in November, November 9th. Uh, this is a massive opportunity. Your opponent is actually from the Bronx, so he's going to technically have the, let's say, home court advantage. 
I know that you're expecting the Irish fans to come out. What, what do you expect the atmosphere to be like at Madison Square Garden? Uh, he's going to have the, the home court advantage, but I'm going to have the support of the Irish. You know, there's, there's going to be a lot of us here. So there's going to be a lot of us here, and I'm, I'm going to enjoy it. And, and to be honest, you know, I don't care. No, he's going to have the home court advantage, but I want to come into his town and, and prove that I'm here to stay. You know, I feel like this is the, the start of uh, a great career for me here in uh, MSG. We've seen Connor light it up in the cage and his persona bigger than life. I'm sure you're looking to follow that route and, and do your talking in the ring as well. Do you have an official prediction for November 9th? No, I always, I always predict the fight uh, to end as quick as possible. You know, that's what I like to do. I like to get in and, and break them down and, and get the fight over with and, and go and enjoy my night. You know, the, the, fight, the fight is the part I enjoy, but it's, it's the easiest part for me. You know, I train very hard and I put in the work, and, uh, but I like to get it over quick. I like to get it over quick, have a nice early night so I can go meet all, all the people uh, that came to see me. And, and just to close it out, final question. We know you've been doing this since you were six years old, 22 now. This, this moment upcoming, I mean, can you put into words what, what this opportunity means for you? No, this means everything for me. You know, this is what people dream of. This is, what, this is the arena that people dream of fighting in and not a lot of people get to do it. So I'm very grateful that I can do it at 22 years old. And like I said, I feel like this is just the beginning of me fighting here. Best of luck to you in November. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks very much. And that was King Callum Walsh. He's going to be fighting on UFC Fight Pass November 9th later this year. That's going to be a huge opportunity for him. Next up, Tony Page. We heard him for years on WFAN. He's been a boxing writer for a long time. We're going to talk New York sports, talk some boxing. Here's my conversation with Tony Page. I am Karim Bhatia, joined by Tony Page. Tony, we, we heard you for so long on the fan, and I know you're enjoying semi-retirement right now, yes. but I know you're still very active, still in the boxing scene. I'm sure you're still keeping up with uh, New York sports. Tell me about life right now for you. Life for me is good. I, I like being semi-retired. I still write for the Daily News, but it, it's I don't have to watch sports. I watch sports, but it's not like I, you know, real, real, I'm, I'm, I'm stuck to the TV because I got to talk about it later in the night on the fan. But it's, I, I look at stuff and I still keep on in touch, but it's it's not every single moment. Well, I, I know you covered New York sports for such a long time, and I want to ask you about boxing. But first, let me just let's talk about the state of New York sports right now. We know uh, Mets and Yankees missed the playoffs. Yep. Uh, first time in a while that's happened. Uh, the Jets, we know the situation. Um, you know, Zach Wilson now seemingly has the keys to the castle. A lot of people aren't happy about that. Uh, Giants struggled early. Uh, they had that amazing comeback. Um, what do you think about the state of New York sports right now? Well, if the Liberty gets eliminated, then it just keeps up, keeps up the, uh, the, 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 I guess, keeps up the, the spring. Uh, it's not good right now. And people have to realize it goes in cycles. You know, we all can't be Bulls fans where they win, you know, six championships. You can't be Patriots fans. Sometimes all you get is one. Sometimes you get none. But New York, we don't, we don't have any patience in this town. If, you know, if your first round draft pick is supposed to be the MVP the first year, rookie of the year, all pro, everything. Sometimes it's good, like the Jets draft of last year, and sometimes it, it just doesn't work out. Now, Aaron Rodgers going down changed everything. Yeah. And, you know, people had them going to the Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers. Like, Wait, he's 40 years old, and can, can we slow that down just a little bit? Same thing with Daniel, Daniel Jones. I, I wasn't convinced he's a $40 million quarterback, and I'm still not. Yeah. So you have to, you know, if, if you have patience, you see what these guys have. Uh, Zach Wilson, I don't know how much more patience. He might have one more game. I was thinking you put him in 
uh, with a hurry up offense from the first play of the game. That way he doesn't have time to think. He just reacts. But I, I don't know how good he's going to be. I'm sure you can imagine doing an overnight with the Jets fans calling in and uh, trying to get Zach Wilson out of there. Um, you mentioned one more game maybe for him. The question then becomes, Aaron Rodgers not coming back for a while. What do you do? <laughs> if you t- if you bench Wilson, what do you do then? I, you know what? You could run the ball. I, I don't know what you're going to do because what, what got me started with the team was when the defense started saying they were the 85 Bears. Yeah. Look, the 85 Bears didn't become the 85 Bears until after the season. Right. The 27 Yankees didn't become the 27 Yankees until after they won the World Series. Yeah. You know, to say somebody, you know, we're like, you know, we're the new Ted Williams. But it, you know, yeah. you've got to prove it first. Yeah. And the defense... Yeah, I, I don't know if they're that good. We'll, we'll find out. Because now it's going to be all on them. And after a while, you're on the field so long, it doesn't matter how good you are, you're tired. Yeah. And you just don't have the, the energy after a while. What are they going to do after that? They have to find somebody. Is, does you take a guy like Carson Wentz off the scrap heap? And I think that's 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 a possibility. I like Carson Wentz, even though it, you know he's had his issues. But he's better than Zach Wilson. It's no denying that, and and we've we've had enough suffering as as a Jets fan myself. I want to ask you about boxing. Uh, we had Canelo versus Charlo coming up. Um, it's it's two undisputed champions coming together. Charlo moving up two weight classes uh, to take on Canelo. Uh, what what are your thoughts? I mean, one one thing is as fans, we always want to see unification fights. In a way, we're seeing a big one here in two different undisputed champions coming together. It's just odd though that I, I asked Charlo at the press conference, "Are you going to come in like in one sixty one or catch weight?" Yeah. He said, "No, I'm coming in one sixty eight. And he was adamant about it. So I'm like, "So you're going to put on fourteen pounds?" To fight a, a, a weight you never fought before, Canelo's probably going to come in as a, a true light heavyweight. And I, it's nice, it's undisputed versus undisputed, but that's the problem with boxing. There never was the word undisputed before. It's just, this right. is the champ, that was the word. Right. Now, you know, you could win two titles out of four and you're undisputed, but that doesn't mean you're the best. So, I mean, it's, it's a good fight. You know, people want to see if the young guy can pull it off. I don't think so. It's, it's just, to me, it's too much weight to, to, to add on. It takes away, even though you have power, that power doesn't translate in, I mean, that weight doesn't translate into power. Uh, and speaking of top fighters in the game, a lot of people are saying if Charlo is successful, that puts him right up yeah. there in the pound for pound talk. We saw what Terrence Crawford did against Errol Spence. And I think it was shocking to see how easily he did that and, and how overmatched Spence was. We've had some time now since that fight. When you look back at how Crawford Spence, I mean, did you think that that, that was going to happen the way it did? No, I thought Spence was going to win. I thought it would be very competitive. You know, yeah. it could be a split decision. But as soon as he got hit and went down, I said, oh, something's some not right. And, you know, he, he instituted his rematch clause. I don't know what he does to change things. I mean, you're going to dance for 12 rounds. And I, don't, I don't know if you can pull that off. And, and, uh, and they're going to go up in weight also. So, I, I, you know, it's, I didn't expect that. A lot of people went to see it. I never, I saw the fight at my son's house with a whole bunch of people, which I enjoyed because it was a crowd of people who wanted to watch boxing. They knew yeah. about the fight. But after, you know, the best have to keep fighting the best, and politics stays in the, in the way of that. That's the problem with boxing. You can't have all these organizations where, you know, you may be the champ, but you're not the best in that weight class. That's, that's the thing. That's the problem. Plus, there's, let me see, there's regular, super, intro, yep. in waiting. Yep. I mean, just diamond, diamond, continental, oh, franchise, silver, franchise. silver, franchise. I mean, you just, and they said they're creating a Emeritus, belt. yeah. They're creating a belt for the Charlo Canelo fight. I'm like, why? You know, they, they stop doing that. It's, 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 it's one belt. You know? 
maybe you should go back to Ring Magazine as the one belt, but that's, you know, that's politics too. Right, right. That, that's the issue. And, and I wanted to ask you also about the heavyweight division. Uh, we know that there were talks of Joshua versus Wilder maybe taking place in the Middle East. Uh, it seems like that might be stalling, but we're not sure. Tyson Fury is, free, is facing Francis Ngannou. We all want to see him take on Alexander Usyk. Um, it's it's a little bit frustrating as, as a boxing fan to not get these big matchups. Do you think we'll ever see these these top matchups at heavyweight? I think you will, but it's going to take a while. Yeah. You know, I used to do interviews for international television. We would go and grab people, man on the street, you know, who, who you think is going to win this fight. Yeah. I don't think if you said, I'll give you $50, you can name me two heavyweights. I don't think they can. You know, you know Fury fighting a, a UFC guy, that doesn't help boxing, especially if he loses. And then because then he's going to fight him again and again and again. Yeah. Um, you'll eventually see when people, I think when the, when people aren't interested, that's when I think they'll to put it together. You know, we're going to put this big fight on Africa, I don't care. Then they say, uh-oh, we better get it done because, you know, the fire, the fire is going out. You're supposed to strike when it's hot, it's cold now. That, that, that's the problem with boxing. We know what the big fights are. The fans know what they want to see, but the promoters, you know, you, I would want to fight you as the number one contender. But you're like, you bring no money to the table. The number three contender can bring a hell of a lot of money. That's right. who I want to fight. Well, if you fight that guy, I'm going to strip you. Then you're going to fight somebody else. And it just goes on and on. So it's it's one of the many issues uh, right now. And hopefully we get the matchups we want. I, just to close it out, uh, you're, you we know your voice from the fan for so long. And, and of course, you're writing work. Um, but you've had to deal with New York sports fans like myself who are always frustrated. And now we add the frustration of boxing not, not coming together. How do you – you've always remained positive and, and someone that has an optimistic view, uh, mm-hmm. I feel like, just hearing you uh, overnights and things like that. Um, how did you remain optimistic through it all <laughs> with, with things like that? Because I think, like I said earlier, patience. You know, yeah. if, if, if you can't – they want to grade people midway during the exam. Yeah. You know, if the teacher doesn't say stop – it's over. That's your grade. Wait a minute. The last 10 questions were my best question. What do you mean it's, it's over? You, you have to give it time. You know, you, you, you imagine if the Yankees said, you know what? We're firing Cashman. We're, we're firing um, Boone. We're firing the analytical department. And we're starting from scratch. And in five years, we're going to go on this tremendous run. Everybody's like, wait, wait, wait. Five years? No. They want it now. And sometimes you, you do things that aren't in the right best interest of your franchise. And, I, I you know, I... I Appreciate what the general managers are doing and try to do, but my biggest problem is the people who run these franchises—they're not as accessible to the press as they should be because the fans want to know. And you know, it's nice that the writers write about it, but it'd be nice if the writers are writing about the owner talking about it. You, you know, James Dolan won't talk to anybody. The president of the Knicks won't talk to anybody. You know, Hal Steinbrenner will talk what twice a year. I'm not saying you got to speak every week. But you, you know, what's going on? What's the next plan? And I, I think I just, I know a lot of things are going to go off the rails, and I, I can see it happening. Like when 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 Rogers went down, yeah, I, I was I texted my family, I didn't talk about a, a, an ankle injury. I said, no, it's an Achilles. It's an Achilles. He either ripped it or he, he strained it. He's he's done. That's what happened. You, 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 I've covered it long enough that you kind of know what it is. He's hurt. It's not. He ain't coming back this year. And when when Rogers said a couple of. Uh, a week later or so, you know, I may come back with yeah. being so disingenuous. The speed ramp you technique. Are, you you know, you're not, not believing in the speed ramp. <laughs> you and I sprain our ankle. The yeah. doctor says six weeks. It takes six weeks. Yeah. A professional athlete, they'll say four to six. I'm coming back in three. Like like uh, um, uh, Saquon Barkley. Yeah. 
if you needed a game last week to win, you get in the playoff, I understand playing him. you got a long way to go. Yeah. You put him in, he hurts his ankle again, then what? It's you, you have patience. And you think, you know, oh, he's not going to play for three weeks. Okay, but then he needs to play for the next eight weeks. Yeah. You play him now, you know, patience. That's the key, patience. If you don't have patience, you'll be angry all the time. Patience and the long game. Tony Page, I want to thank you so much. No for problem, time. man. Thank Appreciate you so much. It. Thank you. And that brings us to the end. Thank you so much for joining me and thank you to my guests. If you want to follow us, uh, you can follow at A-T-E underscore podcast. That's on Instagram and Twitter. If you want to follow my personal channels, it's at C-U-R-R-A-N-B-H-A-T-I-A on Instagram and Twitter. That's at Karan Bhatia at, on Instagram and Twitter. Please subscribe on YouTube, youtube.com backslash Karan Bhatia. Uh, please check out uh, our show on iTunes. Hit subscribe. Give us a five-star review. If you want to email the show, it's asktheexpertspod at gmail.com. I am Karan Bhatia, and this was Ask the Experts. Thank you for listening to Ask the Experts with Curran Bhatia.